Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to the Premier League season preview, a new series here on What Culture Football, where myself and Andrew Pollard, over the next week or so, are going to go through all the teams in the Premier League and see how they are going to fare in the upcoming Premier League season that's just over a week or so away. So we start, of course, Andrew Pollard with the A's, Aston Villa, and let's begin with Arsenal. Exciting time to be an Arsenal fan right now. It is. It is. We found over the last few years that Arsenal fans have found very little to be excited about. <laughs> but I think in the post-Wenger and post-Unai Emery landscape, the more we see Mikel Arteta put his own identity into this team and stamp his style onto this team, it's it, it, well, the, the community shield, I thought they looked very good. I, that, mm. I don't think that'll be anywhere near Arsenal's starting eleven, And I think Liverpool weren't maybe there <laughs> mentally, but still you can only beat what's in front of you. And, and still it's, it's a, a win over the Premier League champions. Um, and it's just, it's exciting with the new signings they've made already, the, the names that are being floated around to move uh, to, to Arsenal. But then also on the other side of this, the dead wood that Mikel Arteta seems intent mm-hmm. on finally getting rid of. But yeah, I think if you're an Arsenal fan, it's, there's a lot to look forward to, hopefully. Yeah, I've been uh, winding up our very own Simon Miller quite a lot recently. Uh, I think I think Arsenal are fast becoming, you know, neutral fans' alternate team. I think it's fair to say because they just play really enjoyable football to watch, and you can't help but feel a little bit sorry for them. Now Liverpool have got that monkey off their back with winning the Premier League. It feels like Arsenal now need to sort themselves out. Um, and I wound him up the other day after they won the uh, Charity Shield, as you mentioned, just saying, "Mate, this is your year." Um, <laughs> like you say, it's it's it feels like finally they might be turning the corner. I realise it's probably the kiss of death before the season's even started. Um, but central to all of this is, of course, Pierre Emerick Aubameyang. I messaged Miller uh, saying, "Pay him whatever he wants." How important is he to this Arsenal side? Oh, he's he's it's it goes without saying he's absolutely vital. He's the pivotal part of this jigsaw right now, and. And more importantly, it's not even so much the fact that if he doesn't agree to this new contract, which it seems like he has, it's just nobody's come out and said he has. He's kind of skirted around it, Arteta skirted around it. But by all accounts and purposes, this contract is signed. Uh, well, not signed, but is agreed on. And mm. like you said there, I'd be whatever he wants, give it to him. Because the cost it would take to replace Aubameyang in that mm. side, if you take him out of that side, it's such a. I, I can't think of any side in the Premier League who one player is so important to right now, especially if you look in the top half of the table. Um, you can maybe argue Harry Kane, but I'd say that, that Aubameyang is more important to Arsenal than Harry Kane is to Spurs. Um, 
and yeah, just if it's to me, it's the the scary cost of what it would uh, would take to get a replacement for him, especially with the season just so uh, so far around the corner. So yeah, throw whatever money at you want, everything goes through him. He's such a positive influence. He always looks happy. He always delivers, especially in the mm. big games. So I think yeah, whatever Arsenal do in in twenty twenty one, it will be it's gonna a lot of it's gonna come down to to uh, Pierre Emerick or Bamiyang. Yeah, we saw how pivotal he was in the FA Cup final. And mm. watching that goal he scored against Liverpool the other day, it was surreal because it was a great goal, obviously. And, and when you look at it the whole way through with them playing out from the back and spraying the wall wide and eventually with the way Bang, Bamiyang buried it, it's, it's a really, really uh, great piece of play. But I was watching it and I just thought, oh, yeah, of course he scored that. Like, yeah. it just is a given because he's such a talented player. I've been a fan of his for many, many years. Um, he's going to obviously have some support hopefully this year this, the signing of Willian I think is a real coup for them and I think they can do big things for Arsenal you talked about other signings uh, who else do they need to bring in? Well it looks like the, the Gabriel Margulies deal from uh, from Lille is that looks like it's it's done um, from all the, the regular sources so that's a, a, a massive coup for them there at centre-half William I think like you said there free transfer uh, Chelsea wanted to keep him, but by all accounts and purposes, it's just they, they were only prepared to offer him what a one-year deal, I think, and, and he mm. wanted a bit more security. So I think that's great for them, especially with they spent so much money on Nicolas Pepe last season, and he never quite really showed what he could do on a consistent basis. So I think having that option of Williams going on that right side is great. But but across the board, I think there's there's some interesting signs. Pablo Mari now is is going to be you'd imagine another first choice centre half when he gets back to fitness in September. And if, if they can get Danny Ceballos, um, that's a big yeah. one for me. Yeah. Oh, totally. Just the, the way that Mikel Arteta plays, he reminds me a lot of Mikel Arteta as a player. Yeah. Uh, Ceballos, just like a very classy, a uh, very classy player. And if they can get him from Madrid, whether it's on another loan deal or permanent, I think that would be huge. Um, but then there's there's Thomas Partey they keep being linked with from Atletico Madrid. Um, I know Atletico Madrid seem to be close to to getting a potential replacement for Partey, so that maybe opens that door. That Arsenal seem to be constantly linked with French players, going all the way back to the Wenger days. So Hasamoa at, at uh, Lyon for 50 million is another one that's being touted, who could come as a as a number 10, really. And Morgan Sanson as well at Marseille are all names that who he... He, he's more of that kind of box-to-box or can sit and shore up the midfield. But it's there's lots of names being linked with Arsenal, mainly in that midfield. And I think if they can get some of these names in, you're looking at a completely transformed side. But the other side of that is to get a lot of these names in, hmm. they need to offload uh, and offset the, the cost of that. And, I mean... Some of the players that have been been looking at the exit door, or, or they've been looking to get rid of it's it's just like a, a laundry list of players. Lucas Torreira, they're, they're looking to get rid of, which I I, I really rate him. I'm surprised mm-hmm. with that. Um, but I've he doesn't seem in favour. Sai uh, Kalasnach is being linked with with a move to the Bundesliga. Rob Holding being linked with Newcastle. Socrates to Napoli. Guendouzi, they've seemingly Arteta has made a stand on that by the looks of it. Didn't like his attitude, so he's off despite being a hell of a prospect. Um, this morning, we, we, we saw that Hector Bellerin is being linked with Paris Saint-Germain. Uh, Lacazette Juventus is another one. And Mesut Ozil is <laughs> always there because Mesut Ozil, uh, today linked with, I think, Saudi Arabia. But he's on mm. 350 grand a week for the, uh, until the end of this, this coming season. So if they can get rid of some of those players... Mm. Not only does it bring in fees for for most of them, uh, it's also the the especially with the Ozil one is the wages. If you can free up the the salaries, there yeah. you got them. Uh, it's so much. I think for Arsenal, it's dependent on who they can get rid of first. 
Mm. Yeah, they got such brilliant young players as well in that mm. side that we saw uh, kind of flourish last season under Arteta. Yeah. So exciting to see what happens there. I did actually do for once to do a bit of research here uh, regarding Arsenal. And the big signing that I noticed is Andreas George Georgeson. I'm going to go with. Uh, he is formerly Brentford's head of set pieces and individual development. Uh, he's been enlisted to keep Arsenal uh, sorted out on free kicks, corners and that sort of thing. It's always been a bit of a weak spot for them in recent yeah. seasons. So I think that could be a difference maker for them as well. I feel like I ask you this question every single week and it's more optimism than uh, expectation. But what can Arsenal achieve if if they... Not necessarily if they get all the transfers that, that they were hoping for and the, the ins and outs that you alluded to there. But yeah. if they can, you know, 50% of, of what you were suggesting that they want to achieve uh, whilst this transfer window is still open, what what can they achieve? They won the FA Cup. They've, they've already got a trophy in the cabinet sort of this season. Uh, what, what do you reckon? I think if they could get uh, another centre-half... Um... And maybe one or two of those midfielders that were listed. I think realistically, top four Champions League football is is definitely attainable and in reach. And I think it's a little bit where, like uh, the Ole Gunnar Solskjaer situation with, with Mikel Arteta, where I think with Arteta, Solskjaer's got to detract this, of course, but I think with Arteta, like Solskjaer, the, the longer he's there and gets to implement his style and his, his techniques onto the team, I think the more... Um, we'll see the rewards of that on the pitch. Um, I think I, th- I think that Arteta is a better coach technically than than Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. But we've seen that Manchester United they're starting to play well under Solskjaer. They were towards the end of the year, um, the, well, the end of the season. I think with Mikel Arteta, the longer he's there, the more he gets to work with these players, especially the younger players that are coming through, like Azaka, who looks like uh, just he looks like a phenomenal footballer. He's going to be, and he's so versatile. Um, I think someone like him is going to be key this season. Eddie Nketiah that Arteta seems to fancy. I think the more those young players get to work with Arteta mm. and learn his methods, I think the better it will be for Arsenal. And, and I think this year, realistically, you'd be looking top four or pushing for top four. And then the year, the year after that, who knows? Who knows? But I think they've got a, a great manager there, a great young manager who knows how to play mm. football in a stylish way. Like you said there, that, that the Community Shield goal was just... It, was, it wasn't... I don't know. It didn't seem like a very Arsenal goal um, in no. a way, just in terms of recent seasons. It was just, it was a very Manchester City goal, a very Barcelona of old um, goal mm. of just nice, calm, controlling football with a plan, with an end game and with a, a brilliant finish at the end of it. Um, so, yeah, I think this year, top four for, for Arsenal. They're thereabouts. Very, very interesting as well, because we've all watched Arsenal fan TV and measuring expectations is not something that they do well. But I think, yeah, it's a season of development. I, I, wouldn't be surprised if they win another trophy. I always seem to pick Arsenal to win the League Cup and they never do. Um, I've done that for years on end with my mates. Um, but I, I can see another cup run very easily uh, going down for them. Uh, obviously, Europa League football as well. I don't know. I, I, I think, yeah, Champions League places aren't necessarily, one way or another, aren't necessarily that far out of reach. I think it's going to be one of those ones where you almost want measured development because if they do too well too quickly yeah. an even bigger side is going to go that Mikel Arteta's all right and and then you're all your project is gone but um fingers crossed for them I think like I said I think uh, a lot of casual fans miss the days of your your dominant Arsenal and I, and I feel like they are they're certainly far more on the right track than they have been at the start of any other season in my opinion 
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Let's transfer over now and talk about Aston Villa. Um, save for a point here, a point there, and a machine that measures whether or not the ball's crossed the line being turned on or not. They wouldn't be in the Premier League uh, at the start of this season, but they are. It's going to be a tough one again, though, this year, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. When you just look at the the, the cold figures from last season, in, in the 38 league games, they only managed 41 goals. And the other side of it is that they conceded 67, which the only team that conceded more than that was Norwich, who finished rock bottom. They conceded 75. So you look at that and there's, you can say there's problems at both ends of the pitch. Yeah, they've had Jack Grealish, who was was brilliant in that side, um, just dragging them for results. Obviously, with, with some help from other players. Um, but I think, to me, yeah, they need more goals. They need to stop conceding as many. And it's there's a lot of work to do, I think, for Dean Smith. And and I think you maybe touched on it there. I think it, by staying in the league last season, it almost papers over some of those cracks. Mm. And if it wasn't for that, that goal that somehow was not counted as a goal, um, with Nyland dropping it over his own line, is... That that's that's a difference between them being in the league and not being in the league this season. And, and there's yeah, in a way, it papers over those cracks. And there's so many issues to address, I think. And obviously, the the big one is going to come down to Jack Grealish as to whether he does stay and if he does go, how much they get for him and and how well they reinvest that. Yeah, I think I think if he does leave, for me, it'd be the final nail in the coffin for Villa. I'd, I'd be having nailed on for relegation as a result of that. It's weird. I've got a lot of Villa fans having lived in Birmingham for many, many years uh, that I know. And uh, they arguably the biggest transfer they've celebrated this summer is Donny van der Beek and numerous other players <laughs> being linked with Manchester United because 
Grealish is less and less likely to yeah. go there. Um, I think he will probably be a Villa player at the start of next season, but there's always that chance, especially with that England call-up now, that his head could be turned. Yeah, and that, that England call-up is kind of baffling to me because you thought that the reason he didn't make the squad before is because they clearly don't fancy him either as a player or for his off-field shenanigans. Mm-hmm. But yeah, all of a sudden there's a couple of dropouts and it's like, no, 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 there's no problem with you. Come and play for us. It's like, <laughs> if you're picking it on merit and you've got no problem with the player, he should be in that squad a long time ago. Yeah. That is neither here nor there. Um, yeah, part of me thinks that in one way, if they could get, I know that they're trying to get maybe 80 million for him, which I think in this market is... If, well, Man United seem like they're they're about to sign Donny van der Beek for 35, I think it is. And to me, I think he's a far better footballer. Um, Gini Wijnaldum going for 15 million, 20 million to Barcelona. Thiago uh, Alcantara for, available for 30. And yet Villa uh, holding out for 70, 80 million for Jack Grealish. I, I, obviously, they want to get as much for the players as they can. But part of me would like to think that whatever they get for him, they can reinvest that elsewhere in the squad. But then... I don't know. You look at last season and they, they splashed the cash, spent, I think it was 140 mm. million on players. And some of the acquisitions were good. Um, Tyro Mings, I think, was a, a very sensible purchase mm-hmm. for 20 million. Um, and then Douglas Luis as well for 15 million, I thought was a good signing. But then Wesley for 22, that didn't work out. Um, and some of the other signings they made didn't really work out either. And so, do you would you really trust them to spend that money wisely right now? Um, and then, I, I don't know. I really don't know a villa. I, I Part of me thinks that naturally, okay, they've just about stayed up. They've they've survived. Now they push on a little bit. But then you look at it and you look at who they could possibly bring in. And I don't know. I, I really don't know with them. You look at it, they could bring in somebody like an Ollie Watkins. I know they've been linked with at Brentford, who has been great in the championship for a couple of seasons now. And you felt he, it was now or never really with him that he was going to make that move to the Premier League if, if Brentford didn't get promoted, which they didn't. Um, but any time you bring a championship player into a Premier League team, that's always there's a lot of variables there. It's it's, it's very much sink or swim, and sometimes it works brilliantly, sometimes it, it doesn't. Um, and so, yeah, I, I do worry for Villa. Yeah, they do. They unquestionably need goals. Um, you know, they've got like you alluded to to Douglas Louise there. John McGinn obviously was a big, yeah. big player for them as well last season. But after that it feels like you're struggling for other names to point at and say they're the real big, you know, big match key players, the players who you know can really sort games out. I feel like losing Heaton was it was a major, major loss to them. I think he's a, a really, really good goalkeeper and he could be the difference that keeps them up next season. But yeah, I think drastic changes need to happen with that team. Certainly at one end of the pitch for them to stand any chance of staying up. Yeah, that, that's one of the points I've written down myself. It was Tom Heaton. That was that was massive for him to be ruled out. And I think he's, to me... Was it him think, and Wesley in the same game? Yeah, yeah, that's it. So you've got your, your your main striker who, okay, he's not prolific, but he's your main striker. And then you've got your goalkeeper who is one of your very best players and they both get out for pretty much the rest of the season. Uh, and we saw what happened when Nylon came in after the restart. Pepe Reina got some games. Uh, now he's left. Um, I think, yeah, Tom Heaton's master. To me, I think he's top three English goalkeepers out there. I think he's better than John Pickford. Uh, <laughs> I'm digging him out again on, on the video. Well, um, wait, just you wait till he gets the Everton version. Oh, mate, I know, I know. Um, yeah, I, I think Heaton's great. And that was a massive blow. Same with John McGinn. Him having his injuries, was that was huge for them because he was he, looking like he... he 
kind of came to the Premier League like a duck to water. Um, and yeah, there's there are players. I've always got a soft spot for Anwar El Ghazi as somebody that that um, has a lot of love for Ajax. It, in my head, he's going to be this. One day he's going to be this superstar talent, and it it's never quite worked out for him. His, his breakthrough season at Ajax was phenomenal. Um, obviously scored in the playoff final for Villa, and he showed glimpses last season. But realistically, if I took my rose tinted specs off, then yeah, he's, he's not really going to be your, your big superstar for Villa this season. And it's yeah, when you look at the teams that are coming up as well with West Brom, with Leeds, and with Fulham, that's well, you've seen, we've seen Leeds go out and splash. I think it was 26 million on Rodrigo, um, which was I think is a great signing for them. Mm. And so if you've got these teams coming up and if they can adapt back to the Premier League, then uh, yeah, it's more problems again for Villa. Yeah, I was going to say that actually when it comes to you know targets for this season, obviously the main target is just 40 points uh, as it is for, for many sides down there. But when you look at promoted sides, you look around and you look and say, right, well, Basically, if you're if you're a supporter of a side in the Premier League who's normally in these battles, are there three worse teams than us in the Premier League next season? And yeah, with with the the teams coming up, what Leeds, West Brom, and Fulham, Fulham thank you um, from the playoffs, of course. I, you know, Fulham had an awful season when they returned to the Premier League last time, but you'd sense that they would learn from that. And Scott Parker being in charge is is always seemingly switched on to those sorts of things. I always tip Brighton for relegation and they proved me completely wrong last season. Palace had a rubbish end to the season, but I look around in that league, Newcastle aside, and don't see many sides worse than, than Aston Villa. Yeah, no, I think that's that's the problem. You, you always think, especially a team in Villa's place, of like, well, who is worse than us? And I think if, if Zaha um, leaves Palace, that maybe that opens up Palace to be properly in the mire i think um but yeah villa villa are going to be in that mix i'm afraid um for, for villa fans um and you look at the names they're being linked with callum wilson is another one from bournemouth mm-hmm. who has proven himself in the premier league but has also proven himself to unfortunately be very injury prone so mm. do you invest in him um i know matty cash at forest right back's been linked kieran trippier been linked from Atletico Madrid with the return to the Premier League with Villa um, and Odson Eduard in, up in Celtic in the SPL who scores for fun I think that would be a really exciting sign in the final yeah. fan but the only catch is there I believe Celtic are after about 40 million for him because they've got a clause where something like 40% of any sell-on fee goes to Paris Saint-Germain so I don't know. I, I, maybe they go all in on him, but it's it's again how much money Villa, have uh, Villa got to spend this season, and where do they really want to invest it? And do they go all in to try and keep Jack Grealish, or do they yeah. maybe just? I I mean, they're not going to come out and say, yeah, we want to sell him, but do they think that realistically, for the betterment of the club, we need to to raise funds, and that's one of our big assets. Yeah, so it's it's a real hard look you have to have it yourself whether mm. or not you say right, well, we cash in on Grealish now. Yep. Because we'd have to sell him for a lot less money if we got relegated or we put, you know, sort of all our chips on him and hope he can be the difference maker. And like you say, maybe even there's an there's an whisper it and I certainly wouldn't tell my Villa fans this, but there's an argument to be made that you sell Grealish, take the hit, probably get relegated, but look to, you know, sort of five season plan of being back in the Premier League with an established side and one with a lot less question marks over who on earth is going to keep them up if not Jack Grealish. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a great point about what we saw last season. They kind of went hard on, on keeping Grealish and put all their chips on him and they survived by the skin of their teeth. And to do that again twice, and that's if he wants to stay. I mean, obviously mm. he's Villa through and through, but 
you get the sense that he wants to play at that higher level. He wants to play. He doesn't want to be involved in the dogfight every season, even if it is with his hometown club. And you're thinking for him, especially with, with those England aspirations, OK, yeah, he's got into the squad now. But you're thinking if he was playing for a top six club, then he'd be probably in the conversation a lot more, which is which is unfair to me. I think he deserves a spot in that squad. But realistically, we know that if he was playing for Manchester United, he would definitely be in Gareth Southgate's um, viewpoint a, a, a lot clearer. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's... I, I do think he'll go. I just, I don't know where he's going to go um, mm. if he does go because Manchester United seems to be the only club right now that seems to be linked with him. But yeah, they're, they're about to sign Donny van der Beek. They might be putting in a cheeky bid for Thiago from Bayern Munich. They've got Bruno Fernandes who is being a revelation in that that link between midfield and attack, which is probably where Jack Grealish's mm. best position is. So if, if I'm Man United and Villa are quoting 70, 80 million, I'm just, no, I'm all right, thanks. You keeping them. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens and we'll keep you posted with it, of course, here at What Culture Football. Do let us know your thoughts on the uh, upcoming seasons for Arsenal and Aston Villa in the comments section below. And don't forget to like, share and subscribe and continue the conversation on Twitter at What Culture FC. Right, so they can follow both of us. You can follow Andrew Pollard at... At Culture the Left Peg. And you can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture FC. As I said, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Football uh, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily football podcasts. We'll be back tomorrow uh, previewing the seasons of Brighton and Burnley. Two sides we don't talk about too much on this channel. And we really should do more, uh, especially considering the saga that is what on earth is going on with Sean Dyche and Burnley. We'll be back to talk about that tomorrow. Let us know your thoughts on that in the comments section. But for now, my thanks to Andrew Pollard. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.